Hi guys, welcome back to Vibing and Thriving. It is me, your host, Sierra Wagner, and I am so grateful that you guys are here for another episode of my podcast. Um, I know I've been a little bit delayed on getting this one out there, but I recently started a new job right before I go back to college, which is it's a lot, um, but I just haven't had the energy to record. I work 3 to 11 shifts, and then I kind of sleep in the morning. Um, it's 11.30 on a Friday right now. And I'm recording, so I actually, like, had the energy to do it. And on my days off, I've been busy. Um, I took my little kids, my little cousins, not my little kids, I don't have kids. Um, My mom and I took my little cousins school shopping the other day. And then the other day when I wanted to record, I don't know, I got sidetracked. Um, Which has been happening a lot, which is okay. I, instead of getting really down on myself lately about not finishing the things that I want to finish, I am a master procrastinator. But I just let myself be. I'm like, I can't beat myself up about what I did in the past because it is not existent. I mean, it is existent because I personally believe that time, time isn't real, how we think of time. But I think the past, present, and future all kind of exist at the same time because really there's only the present. You can worry about what you did in the past and you can worry about what you're going to do in the future, but there is only right now, um, a little (laughs) inspiration for you all. This, this week's episode doesn't really have a theme. I know the last two, I talked about attachment theories and then I talked about growing pains and I've had a lot of inspiration to chit chat and research different topics. And I have my research on them, but every time I start to record them, I just don't get, I don't feel anything. I mean, I feel stuff, but it's not as exciting as, um, the last two episodes. I, I kind of talk and then get distracted and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, and no one wants to hear that on a recording. So I just, you know, I put those aside. I will record those when I need to record those and it'll be a fabulous time, um, But today I just thought I would talk with all of you just openly and honestly. And I did say I wanted to treat this like a personal diary. So, you know, it is kind of going to be like I'm writing in my diary. Dear diary. I'm not going to say that. Um, Sometimes when I'm doing these, well, when I'm like recording myself, I kind of feel like in Sex in the City when Carrie does like the voiceovers for her blog post. Um, And I actually heard now... That in the remake, which I can't think of the name of the remake of Sex and the City with, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen Davis. And I know Kim Cattrall is not in it. And it's so sad because Samantha really made that show um, that Carrie's actually a podcaster. So it's kind of funny. I don't I'm not one of those girls and I'm not shaming those not girls. I'm not shaming those women that do love Sex and the City and get their whole personality from the show. Um. I would definitely say I'm more of a Samantha with, like, a Miranda rising. But anyways, I kind of feel like a modern Carrie Bradshaw because how they, like, just remade Sex in the City the same way that they remade Gossip Girl. Um, not that I've seen the original or the remake, but if they remade Sex in the City with just a modern um, cast instead of kind of doing a spinoff with the original cast and then being older and their timelines maturing... I think Carrie would definitely be like an influencer. She wouldn't be a blogger or a columnist. She would still just be as broke and chaotic. And I think just as 
um, problematic, but she wouldn't be a blogger. Um, but yeah, so I start, today is a Friday. It is 1133. I, I love seeing, I love seeing 1133 and 1144. They're kind of like angel numbers for me. 444 is actually my angel number. I wear it on a necklace and I get many questions about it because I work at a hotel front desk, which is really what I've always done for the last five to six years. Um, and I, I love doing it. It's really fun getting to talk to people. I know I get very annoyed with the annoying guests because um, it always feels like they have a first world problem that I'm compassionate about and I can care about. But at the same time, you probably don't get new towels every day at home, or at least I don't because that's very wasteful. I reuse my towels a couple times, but that's something that they're always like, I need new towels. I need new this. I don't have enough tissues. I don't have enough this. Like it's I guess it gets just kind of draining to work at the front desk and always having to cater to other people's demands, but I'm always really grateful when I go to places, whether it be hotels, restaurants, coffee shops, stores, and I'm greeted with really happy and nice customer service people because, and I'm always kind to them because I know firsthand that there are not a lot of kind people. I mean, they're, I would say it's like a 50-50. You get really great guests, especially at hotels, which is mainly what I've worked in, and then you also get just like really grumpy ones. Um, and I'd say like 10% of the time you get Karens or Kevins or whatever you want to call them that just want to scream at you and talk to the manager, um, <clears throat> and act really entitled, but that's the new job that I started and I start school on Tuesday and I'm super, super, super excited, but super, super scared. Um, I never graduated from university, which I think is a lot of, a lot of people think I did graduate from college. Um, and I probably made it seem like that to a lot of people or wasn't like, I was like, oh yeah, I went to university and then, you know, I left and I moved to Colorado. And I think a lot of people are under the assumption that I did graduate. And for anyone that I duped, I am sorry about that, but I was really insecure about the fact that I didn't graduate university when all my friends did, when I know I'm smart enough to. Um, but as I've said in previous episodes, my first two years of university, I had a lot of mental health issues and not that my mental health issues like went out the door after a few years. They're definitely still very present. Um, and I'm very self-aware, which sometimes is a little dangerous. I think I'm too self-aware of it. And then just write it off like, oh, well, it's, it's my this or it's my that. Um, and I know for, I'd say about the past month, um, I've really been struggling with my borderline personality disorder. And it's not, it's definitely not easy to live with. And I recently found out that it's actually one of the hardest conditions. I don't know if conditions the right word, but it's one of the hardest disorders to live with, which makes a lot of sense because it is not fun. And had I known that I had this when I was way younger, um, I think it would have helped me out because now when I do certain things where I know that it's being triggered by my borderline personality disorder, I'm like, oh, that isn't, that isn't me. That is like my brain not working how it's supposed to. Um, sometimes recently on TikTok, I've been seeing videos like, oh, you might have adult ADHD and I might, but sometimes I think, no, it's not that I have adult ADHD. It's that I have borderline personality disorder. And I think they kind of, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And I haven't researched this, but I think they do. Some of the symptoms kind of mimic each other. So it's really easy for me to see these like ADHD videos and be like, I have ADHD, even though I've never been clinically diagnosed with it. 
Um, but knowing I've been clinically diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and then I researched that and I'm like, Sierra, that is actually what you have. And that is actually what your issues stem from. Um, I know one of the biggest issues is being obsessed with romantic partners. Um, and anytime I've ever had a crush on literally anyone, it can be a celebrity, a real person, a figment of my imagination that, um, you become like really, 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 really obsessive. Um, and any of my friends could contest to that. Like I take it to a whole new level. Um, but as an adult, it's kind of nice knowing that it's not my like worst personality trait to do that. Cause I, in my, I've seen a lot of TikToks where they're like things that I thought were my worst personality traits, but were really my undiagnosed. And then they say like, you know, I've seen one creator that I really like Mary Skinner. I think she's gorgeous. She's on TikTok. I think on YouTube. I haven't watched any of her YouTube videos. And I, like, follow her on Instagram. But she has, I believe, bipolar. And she made a video that was, like, what I thought my worst personality traits were. But are actually just undiagnosed bipolar. Um, so I feel like I always thought that one of my worst personality traits was that I'm very intense and infatuated and obsessive. But I have crushes on people. Even boyfriends. Like, but really learning, not that I've had many boyfriends, but now learning that it was my borderline personality disorder or that I have a tendency to disassociate. And then I just kind of daydream all day. Things are always rushing through my brains. Um, and one time, <clears throat> fairly recently, I actually, this is getting back to the ADHD, which I don't have, but I was with a friend and I don't condone you know, just taking things. But one of my friends had Adderall and we were talking about us having ADHD and we literally, it was like prescription Adderall. We weren't doing this at a party or anything like that. We were actually going to like paint a bedroom and she was like, do you want to take it? And I took some and it was the first time in my mind, my life that my brain worked what I felt like was like normally. I was like, wow, there's not like rushing thoughts everywhere. So maybe I do have ADHD. Maybe Adderall can help with borderline personality disorder. I'm not really sure. I'm not on any medication for, um, any of my, like my myriad of mental health issues. Um, I kind of self-medicate and that was the plus side of living in Colorado. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of do that. I'm really now big into meditation. It's definitely something that's happened in like the last three years. Um, I say um a lot. I'm really sorry for that. I need to just pause instead of saying um. I'm sure it gets really annoying to hear um, um. But anyways, three years ago, I was casually dating someone and they were definitely very into mindfulness and he would talk about meditating and I always thought that I couldn't meditate because my brain is all over the place. But I really wanted to teach myself how to be present because it's a struggle for me to have these racing thoughts all the time. And I now have a pretty good meditation practice. I still can't meditate on my own, just like laying there. Sometimes I do it by dancing because meditation doesn't always have to be just sitting there with like, just like sitting there crisscross applesauce with like your hands out. Uh, I have realized that meditation is cooking, it's cleaning, it's dancing, it's kind of anything that makes you feel really present, uh, but I also still like just kind of laying there. I'm not a big uh, fan of sitting 
up and meditating. I kind of like laying there and I do end up falling asleep sometimes pretty often. But I love listening to guided meditations. And for a while I listened on Insight Timer, but I didn't want to pay for the subscription anymore. And YouTube actually has a great array of guided meditations. So I have a YouTube premium account because I wanted to do more guided meditations and not have to listen to the ads. So now I just do a lot of guided meditations on YouTube and they're really, I just kind of search them. There aren't ones, I did tell my friends ones the other day that said it was going to permanently shift your vibration to your dominant vibration of like happiness or whatever. And I know some people, especially my little brother, he doesn't believe in all that stuff when I'm like, oh, I'm charging my crystals or I'm doing this. Uh, The full moon just happened last weekend and I was outside. I I danced topless under the moon. Everyone was sleeping. So I don't even care if my, my neighbor is old and lives across the street. And I think he like sometimes my parents are always like, oh, like what if he comes over? But it was one in the morning. So no one was outside. So I danced topless under the moon to earth, wind and fire let's groove tonight. That's what I was doing. And I wrote a list of things I wanted to release and a list of things that I wanted to manifest. And I charged my crystals and I literally told my brother, I was like, you know, if this is what makes me happy, then I'm going to do this. People go to church every Sunday or synagogue. They don't go on Sundays, Saturdays, I believe. I'm not Jewish, so I wouldn't know, but I'm pretty sure it's on Saturdays or you know, uh, people that practice Islam, they pray every day. And I was like, you know, if I want to meditate and believe that my like vibration can get shifted and, you know, write down manifestations, which I do understand, uh, that they are in part, like, I know they're linked to Hinduism and a bunch of other different religions. So I don't want to just like mindlessly, uh, just like steal and appropriate those cultures and I try not to use I I, which well I try to educate myself on what the actual terms are and different things like that uh but I don't try to be I I don't have like the ohm symbol anywhere and nothing like that I have a lot of evil eyes around but my family is Greek and I've always loved evil eyes I actually have one tattooed on the back of my neck and I wear one at all times I have one hanging in my car So for me, I, you know, the evil eyes are kind of my like amulet, I guess, uh, of protection that I always have around me. I have a painting of an evil eye behind my bed. My mom and dad went to Greece recently and my mom was like, I could have bought you something in every single store because there were evil eyes. And I've always loved them. Even when I was like 15, 16, I was really young before that they were a big culture, you know, they were a big thing in mainstream culture like now I see people with evil eyes stuff and people that maybe don't know about evil eyes I know you know my grandma and them would always say that and and it's called the mati which literally just means eye in Greek and that's you know it's like I've always known it as your mati and you don't want to give someone the mati which is giving them like the evilness of it but you wear a mati to protect you from the evilness And I know they have like, you know, and it's Italy and Turkey. They all kind of use those in different um, Middle Eastern cultures. But I definitely can see as I got older and I started seeing like everyone using the evil eye and it being sold as something um, in stores and stuff. I can see how people get really upset when they're from different cultures, you know, like the Ohm symbol and different things like that. 
I totally empathize. I'm, I'm not someone that's like super dramatic about it. And I just let people live their lives. Like if you want to have an evil eye, you have an evil eye, evil eye. I'm not going to gatekeep it. Uh, but I can definitely see how it would get insulting to people that maybe have practiced Hinduism. And I'm not someone that's really educated on any religion, but when you see these Western cultures who've kind of always like shamed you for practicing that religion and not Christianity or something that they deemed was, you know, okay. And then you see a bunch of Westerners just stealing it. It's like, mm, okay, I, I see you only want to steal it when it's profitable for you. Uh, but yeah, I've been meditating a lot. Um, I'm not for someone that once is loves writing and wants to have a book. I'm not good at keeping a journal. I have never been good at keeping a journal, which in a way is why I wanted to do this podcast because it does feel like an audio uh, journal diary for me. And I like that I can do some research and then put out episodes where they're a little more researched. They have a theme to them. I know um, recently I've made a list of all these different episodes I want to do. I really am interested in the royal family of England. I always have been. Even though I'm like anti-imperialism and colonialism and I really don't think that there should be monarchs or anything like that. There's something so fascinating by them because they just are in a different country and, you know, America doesn't, we don't have to deal with them anymore because we fought the Revolutionary War. Although, you know, maybe I would have rather been under their rule anyways. That's neither here nor there. But I wanted to do an episode on Princess Margaret who is the queen's little sister. She actually passed away in 2002. And then I also wanted to do an episode on Voltairine de Clare, who's an anarchist from the early, the late 19th century, early, early 20th century. I believe she died in 1901. So she barely lived in the 20th century. And yeah, just some different things like that. Uh, I do start school. I, I, I'm probably mentioned this earlier, but I'm all over the place. My last episodes, I've had notes kind of guiding me. So I had like bullet points so I could remember what to talk about. And now I'm just, I'm kind of freeballing it. And I'm probably not going to edit this episode really. I don't really edit my episodes because I'm not really sure how to properly edit. But I'm probably not going to edit this one at all because it's just like a free, just free speech. Not free speech. I'm just like freely talking. Um, And I like something in the, I like the authenticity of that of hearing me be all scatterbrained and if it's not something you vibe with that you don't have to listen I'm not paying anyone to listen to my podcast I have gotten some pretty good reception on it from family members and friends and old friends from school and I love it I'm really grateful for all of you and I'm gonna keep saying that because this is such a passion project for me but I do start university on Tuesday and I'm super excited kind of nervous because I feel like I'm gonna be old and yeah, I take, I'm taking, I'm only taking classes Tuesdays and Thursdays, but one of my classes is online. So I kind of figured I would do the class in the break, but I'm not too, too positive exactly what I'm going to do. My communications class is online um, because since I didn't graduate, I only went to university two years and I basically only did gen eds and there's a few that I still need to get. But like I said, I'm a political science major with a women's studies um, minor, and I'm definitely more like a foreign affairs track than anything. I don't really want to do like the public sector 
stuff. I forget what it's called. But that one did not sound as interesting to me. There's the international affairs, foreign affairs. I forget what they call it at where I'm going to university at Youngstown State. But I'm super excited. I'm taking one class in my major. I'm taking elementary Spanish, even though I've taken Spanish multiple times. My freshman year, my freshman year, I took Italian and it was so hard. It was so, so, so hard. I answered most questions in Spanish. And my professor who was a grad assistant, he would ask me, like, I remember during my final exam, he was asking me what I like to drink. And I can't even say it in Italian um, at all. I can't say pretty much anything in Italian, but he was like, what do you like to drink? And he just kept saying it to me over and over and over again in Italian. And I just blankly looked at him. And then he asked me it in Spanish. And I was like, oh. And um, on exams, I would I would write everything in Italian. And then like the verb would be in Spanish. But in my brain, I just thought that that was correct. So I decided to take Spanish and just make it a little easier on myself. Um, I kind of understand Spanish. My dad's family is Puerto Rican. I've always heard Spanish, not like Spain Spanish being spoken, but I've always, since I was born, heard Spanish being spoken. I was really good at it in high school. I took all the way up to Spanish four. So taking elementary Spanish is going to be a piece of cake. When I worked in Colorado, I worked in housekeeping a little bit, and there were definitely a lot of Spanish-speaking housekeepers who I loved very dearly. They were super sweet, and they would, you know, always kind of say things to me in Spanish or different things, and I definitely look like I can speak Spanish, and I'm aware of that. Um, when I Also, when I was working in Colorado, because there were so many um, migrant workers and Spanish-speaking people... They would come up to me in, when I worked at a rec center because it was like the community fitness center and whatnot. And they'd always ask me if I spoke Spanish or st start speaking Spanish to me. It's happened to me when I've gone to Miami before. So I'm really excited. I would actually, one of my like goals in life is to be fluent in Spanish at least before I'm 35. So I have like nine years to work on that. Um, so I'm excited to take the class. I think it'll probably be one of my most, my like favorite classes. I'm also taking... Um, contemporary world governments, internet and environmental science, and then communication. So I'm only taking four classes and it'll be easy peasy. I feel like now I'm better equipped to go to university, but I took time off. I didn't party. I was actually speaking to a guest at my work the other day. Since I work at a, um, I work at a Hilton branded hotel. Uh, so they're really popular. And we got a lot of business travelers just where we are and a lot of regular guests. So I'm getting to learn all the regular guests that come in. And I was talking to the one and he was saying that his son had partied pretty much his way out of college. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. Because when I went to Slippery Rock University, which is so I went to one university my freshman year and then I transferred to another university. And now I'm actually going back to the school that I went to my freshman year. But anyways, the school I went to my second year, I joined a sorority, I made lifelong friends, and then I partied a ton. And I had like a 1.0. Um, and not to like toot my own horn or anything like that, but I am pretty smart. I've always been told I'm smart. I, I kind of know I'm smart, which is in a way one of my fatal flaws because I like to use it against people. I like to be like, well, I know I'm smart. Like I'm probably smarter than you. That's what it's, I say in my head. 
it's definitely gotten better as I've gotten older. I don't do that as much. Um, cause no one likes to know it all. Actually, the reason I don't do that as much is because in, in middle school, my childhood crush told me that I was a know-it-all bitch. Um, so I've been really self-conscious about coming off as a know-it-all, but as I've gotten older and adapted more, I don't really care what men say. I don't care that I make you insecure because I'm smart. Um, and I've met many people that it, it doesn't make them insecure that I'm smarter than them, but it always was kind of, I was hard on myself when I went to university the first time around because I was like, I'm smarter than this. Why am I doing so poorly? But it was really just my mental health. And at the time, I didn't know I had borderline personality disorder. I knew I had anxiety and I knew I had depression, but I didn't realize that there was something way bigger. Um, so I just did really, really, really badly. And I chose to take time off because I thought that was going to be what was best for me. And it, it was definitely what was best for me. I worked a full-time job literally since... 2016 I've worked a full-time job and it's fun but like not really you know you're I kind of always feel like I'm selling my soul to capitalism when I work a full-time job because I'm spending 40 hours a week making someone else way richer than I'm making myself not that I really care about money but it's just like I feel like as a human being I should be running around in some like lush garden with flowers and the sun shining and a book and like maybe some iced tea and I don't get to live that life with capitalism and you know what socioeconomic status I was grown into brought into it's not a bad one um but I don't have any like generational wealth I couldn't just like go to some Ivy League school and not work and know that I had money and a house on Martha's Vineyard and, and now I'm like going way out there but you get the picture um but I feel better equipped to go to university this time because a I know I don't want to stay working customer service jobs the rest of my life I have nothing against customer service jobs I actually think that they have really helped me out for what I want to do in life um I would say my like end all be all goal is to be an international like human rights lawyer or an immigration lawyer. Um, and you're going to have to deal with people. You're going to have to know how to talk to a bunch of different people. Um, and I think being able to like deescalate Karen's yelling at you at a front desk when you get paid like $10 an hour compared to, you know, immigration and different things like that I just feel like I they've set me up to have people skills and I'm glad that I have people skills but I don't want to work them forever they are I'm, I'm 25 I turned 26 in December and they are mentally exhausting they're not hard jobs per se but at the same time I'm like I can't do this forever because if I do this forever at one point I'm just going to take all my money which isn't a lot because hospitality doesn't pay a lot and I'm going to get on a ship and then just like go to some private little island and be secluded. It's just, it's not what I want to do in life. I like it for now. I think hospitality and hotels are always going to have a sweet spot in my heart. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll open one of my own hotels because that has also kind of been a goal of mine to open like a really cool boutique hotel somewhere. 
but who knows if it's going to happen. I have a lot of goals in life, um, a lot of manifestations, a lot of things I want to make happen, but I'm going to work with like what I got and where I'm going. And right now I think my compass is pointing me in the direction of working in, you know, like law or something like that. I definitely also don't want to sell my soul to work in like big corporate law because I'm not going to enjoy that. So I don't know really what I'm doing. I'm just kind of following a passion. Um, I know to get into law school, you need a bachelor's degree and it doesn't really matter what it is in. So I was like, I'm just going to go study what I like and what excites me and what I find interesting. I love watching the news. I love like researching foreign policy. I would say like that's, it's really sad um, and everyone has mixed opinions what's going on with Afghanistan right now and I'm not going to share my opinions because that could be a whole episode but it's definitely been really interesting to just research and learn about foreign policy and all that and I feel like my entire life as a cognitive human being I have seen foreign policy play out like some of my earlier childhood memories are watching tv and watching a war happen and I was always like why are we fighting why why are we saying these people are enemies um or whatnot and like I said that's a whole different I could do a whole episode on that but I find that stuff really really interesting um so yeah I'm going back to school gonna be busy I'm gonna try to put out an episode still once a week I think I'm I'm nervous about this semester but at the same time I think the workload won't be that bad I'm going to have to juggle it between a part-time job and school, so I'm sure I will be tired and whatnot. But I think I have more of the tools mentally, my friend group, financially. I just, I feel like I'm in a much better space now. And honestly, I think I only have like two years left. So I'll be like 27 or 28 when I graduate, which really is not that bad at all. Because I lo- I, I compare myself to different people all the time. And, you know, I was like, wow, I'm going to be like 28 graduating with a bachelor's degree. That's so pathetic of me. And then I thought, no, it's not pathetic of you because there are some people that they had things happen in their lives and they're like 30 trying to get like their GED from high school. And I, nothing against those people, but I'm just saying like, I'm further along than I think I am. And then I... But, you know, I'm just taking one day at a time, one step at a time. I do still want to work on this podcast because I love it. I love just sitting here and chit-chatting. Like, I'm just sitting here talking, drinking my coffee, staring out my window at this, like, really pretty tree that's been at my property for eons. It's gorgeous. Um, And, yeah, I'm just literally vibing and thriving. That is how I feel. I know I said earlier, like, the last month has been really really rough maybe last two months there's been like a lot of energy a lot of releasing a lot of crying but I'm feeling good I'm feeling optimistic for the last four months of 2021 time goes by so fast um and I can't believe it's gonna be like 2022 so time goes by fast I still want to work on this podcast I'm going back to school that's pretty much what we've gotten from this episode of me just chit-chatting away. So hopefully you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. And again, thank you for listening.